This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me today is Scott. Say hello, Scott. Hello. And first time special guest, Jared. Say hello, Jared. Loaded weapon. <laughs> Fastest reference ever, and you're not welcome back, you jerk. Automatic invite. <laughs> nope. You're, uh, Alex isn't here to help you, Scott, so oh. we'll have to. It's 50 50. Damn it. Flip a coin and see if he's allowed to come back or not. But, um,. All right. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about Spaceballs, and Scott, since this is your topic, take it away, sir. Uh, we've mentioned Spaceballs many times before. There's lots of scenes we could go on. In this case, we're going to be talking about the final duel between Dark Helmet and Lone Star. Lone uh, Star. With uh, one of my favorite lines in any movie, with the... Before we fight, there's something you should know. I'm your father's your brother's, brother's nephew's cousin's brother's former roommate. To which Lone Star says, well, what does that make us? That and make Dark us? Helmet says, absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Which is about which which is what you nah. are about to become. <laughs> Fix it in post. But that's about... <laughs> but you, you all know how it goes. Uh, I like when he, I like the line about he is bad, or he is good and he is bad. And good, good always loses because good is dumb. <laughs> yeah. That that whole scene had a had a bunch of little gems in it. Uh, he loses the ring, and Yogurt's talking to him via the Schwartz, and he says, "I can't fight Dark Helmet. I've lost the ring." And he says, "Forget the ring. I found it in a Cracker Jack box." It's Bubkiss. Yeah, which which is a timely reference, by the way. I, yeah. I, is is Cracker Jack still a thing? Uh, it better be, or they have to change the baseball song. I, I don't to, know. Yeah, I guess. Today's kids will have no idea. Well, I mean, I mean, do you still get a toy in it? Like, is is there that draw there is what I'm saying? Actually, yes, yes, you do. I was just at an Angels game, and I got a little parrot tattoo in a box. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Who knows what mystical power that represents? Well, they won that night, so hopefully it was something good. <laughs> it wasn't a rally monkey? No. Oh. All right, well, there you go. Baseball games, you can still get Cracker Jacks, and they still have toys in them. I, I, I don't know that I like Cracker Jacks. Just for the, since we're talking about Cracker Jacks so much here, you pinko bastard. Yeah, it's just like Peeps. You get them for you get them because you're at the baseball game, Wait, or because get, it's Easter. You get peeps at a baseball <laughs> game? No, <laughs> out, out in the parking lot. <laughs> I know a guy that knows a guy. Hot dogs, beer, <laughs> peeps here, peeps. <laughs> Get your yellow peeps. Uh, but you only you only buy peeps at Easter and you only buy Cracker Jacks at a baseball game. <laughs> That's true. It is tradition. It's like getting a nasty Dodger dog at Dodger Stadium. Ugh. Farmer John's. My Vin Scully, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so yeah, they, they have the fight scene. Dark Helmet gets the upper hand. He lifts his helmet to, to mock Lone Star and gets punched in the face, <laughs> which I think is a brilliant end to to a big 
fight that's that gets kind of set up throughout the entire movie that they're they're gonna have this showdown and he falls into the auto destruct button which is conveniently placed there in the in the room yeah but you missed the beginning of the match where they they both ignite their rings and I see your Schwartz is as big as mine and they're holding <laughs> them in front of their crotches and, and then they they get the Schwartz twisted. Yes. <laughs> You're like, no, just uh, if, you put, if you put your your knee on top of my leg and then yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then they they hit a cameraman. Yeah. And then he's trying to shoot Lone Star with the the ring and he, he's doing all these flips. <laughs> Good job, Lone Star. Too bad this isn't the wild, wild world of sports. Yeah. Sec- <laughs> second movie that they made reference to that. <laughs> What's the first? Blazing Saddles. Is it? Which part? Uh, Jared? Um, that's escaping me right now. <laughs> what in the wild world of sports is going on here? Uh, okay. Y'all are dancing around like a bunch of Kansas, Kansas City, City faggots. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. Two movies in a row. Uh, well, I don't know. Did did Spaceballs... Space, well, there was some movies that came between Spaceballs and Blazing Saddles. There had to be. It had to be, uh, yeah. But another reference anyways. So, Mel, yeah, just, Mel Brooks loves Wild World of Sports. <laughs> and Dom DeLuise. And Dom DeLuise. And Dom DeLuise. <laughs> He gets gets in and with some Pizza the Hut action. Pizza uh, baby, you're delicious. <laughs> you better look out, or else pizza's gonna send out for you. <laughs> and that joke does still hold up. Pizza Hut's still relevant. Yep. Unlike Blockbuster. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Unlike Blockbuster. Or VHSs, which played a big big part in the plot of that movie. <laughs> yep. uh, when will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> Just as we talked about in our fourth wall episode early on. So yeah, there's just uh, a cool little fight, uh, a bunch of funny moments. Uh, I I don't remember Rick Moranis doing anything great after after maybe Ghostbusters two, but that would be great. Yeah, he's decent in Parenthood, but not much else going on. Uh, Bill Pullman's always <laughs> if if there's an A list actor and B list actors. Bill Pullman somewhere is, is like A minus 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 or B with a bunch of pluses at the end of it. Uh, I mean, he's had some starring roles and I've, I've always liked him, but he never got to that next level. Best president speech of all time. Which is relevant because we're coming up on our Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> We've come full circle. We will not go down without a fight. I was That's really hoping that whole monologue was going to be rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We haven't had an Independence Day episode, have we? Nope. We'll have to, we'll have to save that for when Alex gets back. That sounds like a, an Alex episode. Best speeches about missiles or something stupid like that. <laughs> uh, or yelling about missiles. We'll see. So, uh, <laughs> they do that and then the, the rest of the movie proceeds kind of a mad dash towards the end of the movie at that point. A lot of stuff going on with the space ball one ready to explode and them having to escape. She's gone from suck to blow. To blow. <laughs> Mega made. There, there was a joke when they when they flipped the switch. Uh, it says Kafka on the switch, which is something that no kid is ever going to get. Yeah. 
But, at, but, but one day as an adult, I'm like, oh. <laughs> There's so many references in that movie as a kid that I had no idea. And every time I rewatch it, it's always something different. It's like, oh, so that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> a Druish princess. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get that one as a kid. <laughs> Funny. She doesn't look Druish. <laughs> and they double up on that joke with the nose, too, later on in the movie. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it's okay, because Mel Brooks is Jewish. And the whole time, he's trying, he's trying to... He's like, oh, my, my cousin uh, owns a car dealership over on <laughs> yeah. Neptune. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> he can get you a great deal. Big <laughs> uh, Van Patten. Hey, I bet... That's got to be one of the greatest scenes in the movie where they're trying to get the code to the air shield or the whatever. And <laughs> one. <What>? One. <laughs> two. <laughs> so one, two, three, four, five. What? That sounds like something idiot would have on his luggage. <laughs> and then they tell Lord Scrooge, and that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I have on my luggage. I bet she gives great helmet. <laughs> that's true. This uh, is an unlisted wall. Yeah. Um, f- fun fact: the the nurse that's with uh, Doctor Schlotkin, the greatest pl- plastic surgeon in the galaxy and Beverly Hills, uh, is had a recurring role on Seinfeld really? as as Sue Ellen Mitchkey. I was gonna say because okay. she had a nice rack, and I guess so did Sue Ellen Mitchkey. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. You come full circle again. Two full circles. Yeah. Zing. So, so there's some great cameos in this. <laughs> My, Michael York as uh, one of the apes at the end. Oh, no. Oh, sh- oh shit. <laughs> Space bottles. There goes the planet. Who the fuck is Michael York? Basil Exposition. He's Basil Exposition from the Austin Power movies. I don't know who that is. He's also in that... I can't believe I don't remember the name of the movie. It's going to kill me. Is that the name of the movie? Because that would be Logan. an awesome title for a movie. <laughs> What was that, Jared? Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Thank you. Run, Rana. So he, he's one of the, the monkeys. And then for super nerds out there, Tim Russ, who is in one of the Star Trek series, is one of the guys uh, running the, the pick in the desert. We ain't we found, found shit. shit. <laughs> That's my favorite moment. That is my movie. favorite line in the movie. <laughs> Was it the guy that played Tuvok? It was the guy that played Tuvok. Nerd! Uh, Who the fuck's Tupac? (laughs) (laughs) Besides the rapper, who who did you say? Tuvok. He was on... um, Voyager. Yeah. Captain Janeway. Okay. Nerd, I agree now. (laughs) (laughs) You think we're taking him too literal, sir? No, you idiot. He's had to comb the desert. (laughs) <laughs> you guys found anything? No. You? No. You? We ain't found shit. <laughs> and they have the Afro pig. Oh, God. <laughs> Which I... There's another joke I didn't get. How uh, could Bill Brooks get away with being so racist? He's just so lovable. <laughs> he's so lovable. Because the Jews run Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jared at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Speaking of all these cameos, let's have a quick crossover moment. Uh, favorite cameo in TV show, movie, whatever it might be. 
Um, I'd have to say, you guys probably already use this, but Matt Damon in uh, Euro Trip. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good one. I think we, we might we might have one. had this crossover moment before actually. I think, I think we, we did. Uh, um, let's see if we come up with some new ones. Or uh, Channing Tatum in This Is the End. They keep referencing throughout the movie, and at the very end, he's uh, he's like chained up and is uh, oh god, what's his name? It's like little little pet, Danny McBride's uh, bitch, basically. <laughs> I can think of two. I know we did one. Like I think Scott, last time we did this, we mentioned um, the Austin Powers, the third one probably, with yeah. Tom Cruise and all those guys. But I can think of two really quick. One would be um, oh, what's the name of that movie? The Western movie with Mel Gibson, uh, the car. Oh, oh um, so Danny Glover, right? Yeah, uh, and then he Maverick. sees Danny Glover on the train or something like that. I think he says he's something who's too old for this shit or, or something. Yeah, they even play like the. Guitar chord. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is just the honorable mention just to all the Marvel movies, to Stanley and all those. I think it's always cool to see the it modern really- our modern day Walt Disney Shakespeare or whatever just appear <laughs> in, in, in all of his movies. Or Albert Hitchcock. Whatever, you know, the guy with throw Einstein, you know, whatever you want to <laughs> yeah. yeah. Renaissance man. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure now that I we brought this up. I did mention this before, but uh, Bruce Willis in Loaded Weapon, when they, they shoot up the trailer and when he pops out and he's got the Uzi and he's wearing the white beater and they say, oh, sorry, wrong person. <laughs> he says, no problem. <laughs> and they go on to the next. I think you did I mention think. that exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no All right. No problems. That's twice, though, Loaded Weapon's been mentioned this episode. And yep. we had a streak of like four episodes, so fuck you, Jared. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. <laughs> All right, Scott. All right, so we had the big fight at the end. Uh, you have one of my other favorite gags in the movie uh, when they they go to pull the uh, the lever that's supposed to stop the self destruct, and they open up the case for it, and it says "out of order." To which Rick Moranis says, uh, "Fuck! Even in the future, nothing works." Yeah, <laughs> and that. That line only gets funnier over time. Yeah. Sure. So my favorite line, and too bad Alex isn't here. I think we've mentioned this before in a podcast. But uh, we were going to Vegas one time, and his wife was driving us, and he was in the front seat. I was in the back seat. I don't know why this came up, but we I kept quoting the "You can't stop. You gotta slow down." <laughs> anyway, yeah, we kept face. saying that line over and over and over <laughs> and over. He hits, he flies across. Huh? Have we stopped? Good. Smoke if you go. Smoke if you go. And I, I feel like that that's what PG-13 movies should be. It could still be edgy, you know, but without going into R. And well, actually talk a little about that when we do our news section at the end of it but it's too bad like a pg-13 movie would never be that not necessarily raunchy but have those same kind of jokes nowadays that you would find in the space balls just too bad and you guys are leaving out one of the other best lines in the movie when they're shooting at the ship he goes i said fire across her nose not up it (laughs) who made that man a gunner (laughs) (laughs) i did sir he's my cousin (laughs) 
filled with Jay Asshole. <laughs> I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> Keep fighting, assholes. <laughs> that, oh, the other funny part I always laugh at when they have what's his face, uh, dude from Police Academy. <laughs> I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. <laughs> you don't need that corporal right here. I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. <laughs> Darth Helmet just picks it up and throws it there across the room. <laughs> the, the sweeps, the bleeps, and the creeps. <laughs> but just his reaction when he picks up the thing and fucking throws it. <laughs> so yeah, we could pick out a ton of uh, scenes from this movie and keep going. Uh, but my, I, I think I'll end my uh, input on it. With the uh, the John Hurt scene, uh, they're the diner at the end, which is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> they're at the diner towards the end of the movie. They they order the special. Um, they look over. There's a group of people that vaguely resembles the the crew of the Nostromus. <laughs> and there's John Hurt, and all of a sudden uh, he starts doubling over in pain, and they, he lays it on the bar, and he, he's writhing in agony. And uh, somebody says to bring him Pepto Bismol, and <laughs> the guy there says, Pepto-Bismol my ass. <laughs> Water my ass, give him some Pepto-Bismol. Oh, I killed that joke. Anyways, the the chestburster hits him again. <laughs> John Hurt looks up at the chestburster and says, Not again. <laughs> Passes out. And then it does the WB frog dance on the way out. <laughs> Puts on a little cane and <laughs> top hat. <laughs> and high steps through the, uh, the Lazy Susan door, or whatever you want to call it. Hello, uh, my darling. Hello, my baby. Uh, that kills me every time. You can't write that. That's what's cool about this movie is that it's mostly a Star Wars spoof, but they do throw enough of the other sci-fi things in there, right? There's beaming with Star Trek. There's like the, that with Alien. You already mentioned like Planet of the Apes. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some here, but it wasn't just a Star Wars thing, which I think has made it that much better, right? It was a combination of all the big sci-fi. Things. I don't know when this came out, like mid-80s, right? Oh, yeah. It was like 86, 87. Yeah. So, yeah, you had all the sci-fi stuff in there. The beaming when he comes out and he's his ass is backwards. <laughs> Why didn't someone tell me it's such a big ass? Try it again. <laughs> Beam him up again, snotty. Lock one. Lock T. Lock lewd. <laughs> snotty beamed me twice last night, sir. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then he get he goes forget he goes back and he forget it I'm not beaming and he just walks and it's the very next room is where he's <laughs> supposed to go. They just don't make the slapstick like like they used to anymore. No. Or he's in bed with the twins and, and he gets their names wrong. He's like chew your gum. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reference I don't think people would get yeah. anymore. But I'm Charlene. <laughs> yeah. I'm Marlene. Chew your gum. <laughs> Him sniffing the LaPerry air, the can of air. <laughs> I don't know. I, at the time, I, I watched or I watched with the commentary on, and uh, Mel Brooks was talking about why he thinks it was successful. And I think he's right. Like, when you're young, you know it's kind of making fun of Star Wars and stuff, but it's still its own movie. It's still its own little fantasy movie. It's different enough that most young kids appreciate it just for its own story in itself. Right. And then adults get it as, okay, this is just satire and a spoof of all these other things. So that's why it kind of works on, on so many levels. But like you said, it's still still got a beginning, middle, and end. It's not like these scary movie 8s or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Where there's just one gag after another, which might be funny, but there's, you know, it, 
it's barely a movie at that point. Right. And yeah, we haven't even talked about like Princess Vespa and her just her. We already talked about the Jewish princess part, but just her kind of being just the priss, and then the her, she shoots John everybody. Rivers. She gets her gun and just blows everybody away. And there's Dot Matrix, the C-3PO droid. Can't you read the sign? <laughs> yeah. No parking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, Dot Matrix, and they were climbing up when Barf is rescuing her, and he's looking up the stairs. Stop looking up my can. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even talked about Barf yet. I mean, Barf, follow me. I'm a mug, half man, half dog, and my own best friend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was dressed as Barf one year for Halloween, and that's pretty much the only dialogue I said the entire evening, <laughs> over and over and over and over again. People hated me, but I was a mug. Half man, half dog. Half man, half dog. You were your own best friend. I was my own best friend. Oh, uh, just stupid scene. I, the Winnebago. I mean, some of it's ridiculous. Space hey, Winnebago, yeah. Space Winnebago. And, um, yeah, we haven't gotten to yogurt yet. All right, guys. <laughs> Space Paul's the flamethrower. Yeah. Kids just love this one. Merchandising. Merchandise. That one was really digging into the Star Wars there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Space Paul's the Both. sequel. The search for more money. The search <laughs> for more money. There's yeah, a, and you kind of joke in there. Yeah, the what joke? Rocky joke. And now the review for Rocky Five Thousand. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because of... by then they were only up up to three at that point, right? Two or three? Probably three or four. I think Rocky Four was eighty-five or something. Probably around okay. the same time. Okay. But yeah, you mentioned earlier like the videotape scene where they're trying to find out where they are so they get the latest in technology. The VHS is already out before the movie's done. Like them acknowledging that they are in a movie at the same time. When will now be then? Soon. I thought that was brilliant. Um, right before that, they have the... What all, what's all this bubbling and turning? It's <laughs> Mr. Coffee, sir. <laughs> Do you want some? Yes, you always know I have coffee when I'm looking at radar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fooled you. I did love how he had two different voices, right? It was the Weasley Rick Moranis when the <laughs> yeah. mask was up, and then the darker, I am Dolph. Well, even right at, right at the beginning of the movie where they do like the, the pan shot of the ship and it's just like it goes on for days <laughs> yeah and then he has to run to the front of the ship <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he gets up to, he gets to the front he has like asthma he sounds like Darth Vader and it just turns out he's just out of breath yeah it doesn't like Lord Scrooby that too he's like if I walk the movie will be over by the time I get to the front of the ship <laughs> Good pick, Sky. I think this is probably one of the best spoof movies ever. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I mean, I can't really think of a better one. Yeah. Because, like, Blazing Saddles was just more satire than, than like, picking a particular movie. Yeah, it'd be like, have to be, like, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, or, like you said, one of the scary movie movies, or something like that. But those are... Yeah. Airplane... I don't know. This movie is one of those that I do watch. Whenever it's on TV, I'll watch it. And I have the DVD somewhere that I used to watch nonstop. Now, not so much, but it's still 
listening to the just the stu- stupid jokes of the because I already mentioned before. Fool you! <laughs> when he drinks. Just like Jamaican. What yeah. is with you, Mom? <laughs> yeah. Here, you can have it back. He throws it down the grave. Yeah. Um, it's it's worth mentioning, I think, uh, as I was gathering some of the music beds today, uh, the, the orchestrated soundtrack's actually kind of catchy. It's I mean, it's not John Williams, but it's got its own it's its own thing and. Um, it's actually not bad for what it is, uh, as, as people find out as you listen to the episode. And it did have Jim J. Bullock in it. It did have Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> Prince Valiant. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Did he actually have any lines? Or did he just yawn? I don't remember. I think he just yawned. I think he may have had like a minor, like a minor line. That was yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. It's also Cam... A cameo by uh, by Ned Ryerson from uh, Groundhog's Day as the security captain. You fools! You've captured the stunt doubles. <laughs> That's true. I always like. <laughs> What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> Prepare. Lower speed. Yeah. Prepare. <clears throat> Prepare to split voice breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Alright, anything more or you want to move on to still holds up after does. after all these years. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's other scenes we could get to, but uh, Yeah. We'll move right. along. Let's move on to our lists. You want me to go first? Or Jared, you wanna go first? Jared, you go first. I don't Okay. Is this because I brought up the loaded weapon? Oh boy. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> Um, okay, so I came up with uh, a list uh, of atypical fight scenes, basically where you know they set up the fight and then it doesn't go the way that you would expect a fight scene to go Ooh, within a good. movie. Okay. Um, I came up with a gigantic list, so I'll try and cut it down. Um, sticking with Mel Brooks, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, when Robin of Loxley is fighting Little John, and they both have their, their staves... Um, and they just progressively break down the staves smaller and smaller until they're hitting each other in the knuckles. <laughs> I'm on the east side. I'm on the west side. Nice. <laughs> Ain't that complicated. <laughs> it's the principle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let the name fool you. In real life, I'm actually very large. <laughs> um, something that we've probably mentioned before, uh, Indiana Jones, um, <laughs> when he's fighting the guy that, bust out the, the scimitar or the sword, whatever it was, and he just shoots him. <laughs> yep. All-time great yep. scene. Um, uh, Loki versus the Hulk in the Avengers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. He sets up, you know, the, the dynamic monologue. And, oh, best, and just best, best fight scene crushed. of of this decade, anyway, so far. <laughs> um, also, uh, Ed Norton in Fight Club. Uh, towards the end of the movie when they go back and you find out he's actually just fighting himself. Um, you, you see him like outside the bar just beating the shit out of himself. <laughs> That's true. What yep. about from that same movie when it's still you still don't know that Brad Pitt's not him when he just lets that, that fat Italian guy beat him and then he just bleeds all over him. Like yeah. I didn't expect that to go that way either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know where I've been, Lou! <laughs> <laughs> um, I had three of them from... Uh, 
Monty Python, the uh, Holy Grail, um, where they, they fight the rabbit. Uh, <laughs> the rabbit. Yeah, they're they're sitting there, and he's like, "It's just a rabbit," <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, we know how that. And then yeah, they bust yeah. out the, the the holy hand grenade of Antioch to <laughs> equalize the situation. Uh, Sir Lancelot charges the castle. He <laughs> uh, just goes in and just starts killing people left and right. And nobody's putting up a fight whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, he just slaughters them all. <laughs> um, also, the beginning of that scene is great, where he's actually you see him in the distance charging the castle. And it pans back like three times, and he's in the same position over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the famous Black Knight scene. Yeah. Uh, keeps chopping off his limbs and, and coming back for more. And the way I'm going to go back to the Sir Lancelot scene. My favorite <laughs> moment of that scene is when he's, like, running up the staircase, and he passes by the rope that holding the chandelier, and he runs back down, and just that little hack that he gives it, like... It was so stupid. He runs by, comes back down, and goes whack, and then runs back up the stairs. I gets me, fucking every. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie, like most people are. But that scene right there gets me every fucking time. So to keep going, um, as far as funny movies go, uh, Austin Powers uh, fighting random task at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, who throws a shoe? How that really hurt. <laughs> Um, pretty much any scene from Scott Pilgrim uh, yes. is is pretty much out there. Bob Barker in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, where he ends up just beating the crap out of him and gives the, uh, the price is wrong, bitch, <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> um, I hate that Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention to uh, Kill Bill 2. When they're they're fighting in Bud's trailer, you know, it starts out as a sword fight, but it's kind of a confined space, and then just kind of goes brutal, and then she rips her eye out. <laughs> yeah, I still can't there, watch that scene. There was she steps that, on the eye. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was. They, I'm convinced that that was Tarantino's foot fetish right there. He's got like a fetish to see like women step on things, so she he put that scene in there so she could step on the eyeball. That's so gross. That's the only that's the only reason. <laughs> in Braveheart, um, when they go to fight the Irish, uh, you know, full out battle scene, they're charging each other, and then it it goes to the you know the salutations. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, pro <laughs> hugs. The hotel uh, hallway fight scene in Inception. Um, I mean, it was kind of like a standard fight, but the fact that the whole room's circling around the whole time they're fighting. Uh, fighting against gravity. And that scene was nuts because that was all practical effects. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's seen the making of. But yeah, it's just an actual rotating hallway and they're all in wires. And it's it's insane that they pulled it off the way they did. The way that they did. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw in a couple more here. Um, the, first si- uh, the first time you see Hit Girl in uh, Kick-Ass, she comes in the apartment uh, and just wrecks shop. Kills everybody. Kung Fu Panda, which I don't know if, if that has been referenced in this podcast or not. I think I, <laughs> I, I think I brought it up before. Uh, uh, I think Jeff wandered off to go get beer when I started talking about it. <laughs> Probably. Well, basically, the, the very last fight scene, you know, they're going back and forth, and then he discovers that he he is indeed the Dragon Warrior. And that uh, that really was one of the best fight scenes in any movie that I've ever seen, though. And then he just ends the whole thing with the skadoosh. <laughs> 
the whooshy finger. Yeah. And actually goes into bear form, or not bear form, but he actually goes into bear style for a split second because they all have like the different animal styles. And he would naturally be bear style, and he actually does like the where he walks like with his chest out and it's like deflecting blues. It's awesome. Uh, I'm going to drag this on for two more. Uh, uh, Doc Holliday in uh, Tombstone, the guy's coming up trying to fight Wyatt and uh, his brothers, and then he sees Doc Holliday. It's not necessarily a fight but the guy basically shits his pants when he sees doc and then doc tells him you can take your gun you may go <laughs> what why johnny i forgot you were there <laughs> you may go um, and, and lastly is uh, army of darkness uh where he fights the pit monster um once he gets a shotgun and just blows the thing away uh, basically negating the whole situation and then the you know, this is my boomstick scene. Boomstick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, I had some more, but I'll leave those out, and that's my list. All right. Well, that's a good list. So I didn't come up with that topic, but since you mentioned it, I came up with a few when you were just talking, or two anyway. <laughs> Equilibrium went the very end when he fights. Yes, I was um, totally thinking that. That was actually on my list, and I left it off. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> so they set this big fight, and he just pretty much cuts his head off in, like, what, two seconds into the fight? Pretty quick. And then the other one I had uh, was a couple of them from the movie Kung Pao, when he fights the cow and he pulls the cow's stomach out with a plug, right or whatever, <laughs> or he punches his stomach out. I don't remember. <laughs> something stupid. And then at the end of the movie, when he's fighting the guy and he puts on the the music, the uh, oh, what the hell is that song? I want to say Bambalance because that's from that YouTube video when that guy is, gets knocked <laughs> out on the bus or whatever. Call me a Bambalance. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Black, Black Betty? Yes, Black Betty. Okay. But you've seen that video, right? Where the guy gets picks the guy picks a fight with the old man on the bus and he knocks him out. He's I like, I need that. a bam I need a bambalance and then they like remix it. Oh my bloody bambalance. Black Betty Bambalance. I've not seen it. Sounds sounds good. Alright, so then I guess it's time for my actual list. So for mine, I didn't kind of stick with the topic of fights, but I did stick with just kind of like Star Wars spoofs or Star Wars references in other movies. And um, so, of course you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some of these are good, some of these are bad. So, um, and I tried to pick ones, except for one that is before quoting Star Wars and movies was cool and in. And I think one of these movies kind of made that happen, but. Um, so, like, E.T., right? It wasn't really a spoof, but there was the whole scene with Yoda, right? And E.T. thinks he kind of, like, a, thinks it's his friend or what? I don't know what he thought, but it was he recognized Yoda for some reason. And then also the fact that Elliot had all those Star Wars toys in his room. And I think that's something that Spielberg... I know he's friends with Lucas, and that's probably the main reason why he did it. But it also looked a lot like every room... Or a lot of rooms in suburbia <laughs> yeah. and stuff, right? Like same thing. I think Poltergeist kind of had the same thing, where there's the boys' room with tons of Star Wars stuff on it. And I always enjoyed and that. A, and, and a freaky ass clown doll. <laughs> well, that was Poltergeist. Yeah, that's, that's, most people didn't have that in there. Right? That's just that's just bad parenting, by the way. <laughs> you don't have creepy clown dolls in your kids' room anywhere you in don't. the house. You don't. You just yeah. You might as well just leave a box of matches later. I don't know. Yeah. 
And this other movie is uh, just Bill and Ted's when they are in uh, the medieval times and they put on the armor and they just start fighting. He's like, you're not my father. And they just, <laughs> I remember at the time, that was like, the, you didn't hear any Star Wars references back then. So when that happened, I just really dug that as a kid. I'm like, oh, they're referencing Star Wars. Yeah. And then the second to last one, this one, it was a total Star Wars movie, but I did enjoy it, which was Fanboys. Um, the whole thing is obviously about Star Wars, but I really did like that movie. And the last one, and this is pretty much, you can go with any Kevin Smith movie, but I think the very first time in Clerks, the whole Death Star scene, yeah. I think you can't beat that. And that was back in the day <laughs> when nobody was talking about Star Wars. And here in the middle of the movie, this black and white movie, they're talking about the Death Star destruction. And no one ever talked like that before. I mean, it was like, you and your friends, but I don't remember having like that, like a intelligent conversation about <laughs> Star Wars and all the innocent people that were killed, the construction workers that were killed and making the second Death Star and I don't know. To me that was the first awesome. of first of uh some of the, the great conversations in those movies. Jason Lee and Marats with the <laughs> talking about uh Superman. Yes. <laughs> oh, and- also a Stan a Stanley cameo. Yeah, that's a good true. Cameo, yeah. I think your friend has a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is, this dork can be out of orange rock like the rest of them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Kevin Smith did it in Mallrats the whole time. He's trying to do the Jedi mind trick and then chasing Amy. There's the <laughs> what's a Nubian? <laughs> <laughs> what's a Nubian? Yeah. And then, Dogma when they're at the bar and that was one of my favorite lines too when Jason uh, Jason Muse or Jay and the character he's the scene he's like this is just like Star Wars I'm Bon Solo you're Ben Kenobi and we're in that fucked up bar <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Paul I don't know if you've seen Paul but yeah that, that had some subtle references it was actually pretty funny uh, they go to that that roadside bar in the middle of nowhere and they they're playing the cantina song. Yeah. <laughs> with the live band. That was pretty cool. That was pretty good. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So, that's my list. Scott. Okay. Uh I picked it up with uh duels. Uh some of these are kind of funny but most part for the most part serious. Um uh, Jeff's favorite of all time, uh Vader v Luke in Empire Strikes Back. As the the one handed ass whipping as you refer to it. <laughs> uh, where where Darth Darth Vader's just kinda toying with him for the most part. Luke Luke gets a couple of good shots because he surprises him, but for the most part it's it's never in doubt uh, that he's gonna lose that fight. Um so that that was kinda cool. Especially establishing that second movie where you know, you actually had the bad guys more or less win out. Uh, so that that's an interesting direction to take um, the movies, because I'm I'm not sure how how much people were really thinking about the third movie at that point. The whole trilogy thing wasn't really a thing back then, so for all everybody knew that was going to be it as they sat down to watch The Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, but at the end of that movie, you better have hoped there was a third movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Even even though it did have a strong ending, um, narratively. Uh, yeah. That's so, even in Clerks, right? And he asked which his favorite movie was, and he's like, Empire Strikes Back, it's just a downer. Luke loses his hand, Hollow, Han Solo's in Kryptonite, it's a bunch of downers. Nobody wins shit. <laughs> it's true. It's like they barely escape with their lives. But. So, then, and then he said, and Dread Jedi was just a bunch of Muppets. Yeah. 
in Warwick Davis's debut. Yes. Uh, and then another movie that we, we did recently, uh, all-time favorite, Jack Burton v. Lopan. <laughs> uh, who? Jack Burton. Me. Throws the knife. Uh, misses by five feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gong. We yeah. He barely has, Lopan barely has to dodge. But uh, he picks it up, says it's a nice knife, throws it at him, and then it's all in the reflexes. Um, there was even better duel, though, was the, uh, the Wang v. Rain fight. Uh, they had the sword fight in the middle of the room. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the movie where Wang is totally holding his own against this badass uh, like sorcerer martial artist. And uh, the, the Rain character stops to look at him as if, as if to say, like, what the fuck, dude? How are you this good? And, <laughs> and Wang just kind of does that uh, almost Groucho Marx, like lifts his eyebrows a couple times to, yeah. <laughs> to say what's up. And then there's, there's the cool one with uh, Egg Shen versus Lopan, where they're they're firing off the mystical beams at each other, and they got their pinkies wrapped around each other. Yeah, and then's in the stalemate, and <laughs> Lopan says, "You never could beat me, Egg Shen." So, and you know, there's that whole subtext that they had this big history that they never really get into, which I actually kind of like. Yeah. Um, let's see, Neo versus Agent Smith in the only Matrix movie. <laughs> Uh, he's what? badass. You don't mean him fighting all thousands of them in the second one? No. Or billions of them in the third one? <laughs> no, no. But he, you know, he finally comes on his own, and he does the the cool martial arts thing where he puts his hand flat out and then moves his fingers back to beckon. That always looks badass on film. <laughs> uh, I mean, someone's about to get their ass kicked. Then uh, we talked about this last week. Uh, it's kind of a duel <laughs> Rip versus Zeus and no one holds barred like the last last 20 minutes of the movie is just the wrestling match between the two of them and <laughs> it ends it ends like the dumbest way possible where uh, spoilers uh, Hulk Hogan does the overhead hammer fist double hammer fist onto Zeus and he hits him so hard that he falls through the center of the ring like the ring collapses and it pulls in all of the the ropes and the the turnbuckles and everything into the center of the ring. <laughs> like, even though he knocked him into the air, he hit him so hard that the downward force was like somehow hard enough to make the ring collapse. Uh, That's always good. Uh, Jared mentioned Kill Bill uh, in the first movie, The Bride v. Oren Ishii, after she takes on the Crazy 88s, which I, I don't know if I'd qualify her versus the Crazy 88s as a duel. Lots of swords going on, so it's cool. Uh, but yeah, Oren at the end with the, the awesome set piece uh, where they're outside and there's the snow. and They, they actually kind of set it up for the audience when uh, Oren says, you could do worse as far as last looks go. And they have the cool fight with the cool music. and I thought that was a good ending point for the movie. Yeah. Uh, just to... To dip back into the to the nerd nerddom here, um, another animated uh, show, Cowboy Bebop, uh, the the final the finale, uh, Spike versus Vicious, which had uh, been set up through multiple episodes throughout the entire run of the series, and then it finally happens, and it's it's got the full weight of like all previous like twenty three episodes behind it. Um, it's a very uh, I thought it was an incredibly strong ending um, as far as an animated series goes. You never, I, I don't think I've seen anything 
four cents as far as anything that's been animated uh, that has that kind of weight behind the ending. And it makes total sense. I know some people were kind of butthurt with the ending, but uh, I don't think they could have done it any better. Um, Conan, the barbarian, he has the, the fight with Rexor and Sven Thorson, who shares a birthday with Absent Alex. Uh, so quick shout out to Alex. Uh, we're talking what? about Sven Thorson without you here. He's never mentioned that before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy, huh? <laughs> uh, then, uh, with the Game of Thrones, real quick, Brienne versus the Hound. Uh, spoilers. Much better fight scene than... Uh, the, the other one, which is the even bigger spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. Uh, no, don't mention it. Okay. Yeah, we'll mention uh, it. Uh, um, but, yeah, there was a couple... Awesome fights this season in Game of Thrones uh, that definitely are literally duels. Um, so that's wait. You are not going to mention the duel of fates. <laughs> I'm not. I was made fun of outside this podcast for that, so I'm not going to give people cer- certain parties the satisfaction. Te- technically, it's not a duel because there's three of them. Double double bladed lightsaber. <laughs> Trailer bait. All right. So uh, the one thing out of your list that I just thought of was, even though I didn't like the movie that much, when Bane fought Batman at the end of the movie, I thought that was a pretty cool like fist fight there. I think there's one point where Bane like throws Batman up against like this big pylon or whatever, and he just starts yeah. left, right, left, right into his body. There's a couple yeah. of cool punches. There. Yeah. By then, uh, he he busted his mask, so he just started throwing haymakers like wildly, and yeah, he like. Just took a chunk out of the pillar with one of them. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And I said, I think it was Bane. I think it was right before Bane got busted in his mask. He, like, threw a couple, like, really quick, rapid, like, punches to Batman's stomach. And I think right as that happens is when Batman, like, I think, turns around and, like, punches him in the... You know, like, in a video game, that would be the glowing part. <laughs> <laughs> the blinky part. That's what you should aim yeah. for. <laughs> quick time event. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I have to kill you now. I want to go back to uh, No Holds Barred. Does uh, does Hulk Hogan hit Zeus hard enough to straighten his eye out? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Too soon, Jared. Too soon. Too, too soon. <laughs> if you're not careful, Jared, you're going to have an incident. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, nobody mentioned uh, The Princess Bride. It was on my list, but uh, we talked about that a lot, so I left it off. Okay. <laughs> but yes, Wesley versus New York. Um, and a couple other there was a couple other duels in that movie too, but uh, and finally, uh, this is going back to early podcasts. But uh, Tony Montana versus all of the drug dealers in Florida, <laughs> <laughs> basically the entire cartel coming out of Cuba and and Miami <laughs> versus Tony Montana <laughs> and a machine gun and a literal mountain of coke. <laughs> so it was a pretty epic duel. <laughs> Unfortunately, Tony did not get the better of that one. What about the movie Duel? That was a duel. Was a duel. Which, by the way, uh, since we're almost in the news, I'll bring it up real quick. Um, Duel is a cool movie. It's very early Spielberg. Yeah. Um, And just the whole premise you think would be super boring, but it actually works. However, the movie uh, by Stephen King, Maximum Overdrive, which is also about trucks, (laughs) is a piece of flaming shit. I dare somebody to watch that. Doesn't it have Loaded Weapon star Emilio Estevez in it? It does, Jeff. I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> and that's my list. All right. Now that you mentioned that, it is time for Neum News. It was yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. 
All right. I don't have much news. The one thing I did hear is that they set a release date for the um, Batman 66 Blu-rays. So apparently this whole time, the only time you could ever download or buy a DVD was only of the movie, but the TV show you never could do. And it was because part of the rights were owned by Warner Brothers, but you know the DC rights were owned by Warner but then the TV rights were owned by Fox, and it was this big dispute, and that's why you've never had it. But finally they settled that, and in November you can finally go back and rewatch huh. all your favorite awesome. crooked uh, rogues gallery and... Poor <laughs> Caesar Romero with the painted over mustache. Painted over mustache <laughs> and bat shark repellent. I guess that was the movie, but Julie, whatever. Julie Newmar. Yes, Julie Newmar. The show we all grew up watching, even though it was terrible. We not, we thought it was serious, or at least I did at the time. It was fucking Batman. There were no Batman movies when I was a kid, so therefore, I don't know. Like I know I listened to Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, and they fucking love it. I don't know I'm how they sure, can like I'm it. sure Ralph cannot wait for those, <laughs> those Yeah. I don't know how you can like it that much, but I still I enjoyed it as a kid. It's been a while. I've only seen the movie, and to be honest, I can't finish it. It's so bad, but I still enjoy it. It's usually one of those like drunk movies that we throw I'm on there Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my news. Jared? Uh, two things. One, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, Jeff, but uh, they're doing the the Boba Fett uh, movie apparently, oh, yeah, the spinoff movie. That. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guy that played Jango Fett in the prequels, Tamir Morrison. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Is slated to play Boba in the uh... Boba. Wait, doesn't he have AIDS? Bobo, Boba, Boba. Oh, well, it doesn't matter as long as they shoot the movie soon enough. Well, he's, a, he's a clone, so they just, <laughs> just grab another one. I was thinking of Tommy Morrison, and that joke didn't go anywhere, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good pull, Jeff. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, who's, the, who's the director? You know? Um, I mentioned I, his name. Was that uh, Gareth Edwards. Don't know who that is. Um, what have, that's just what I'm. What I'm. What I've got pulled up on this magical web page right now. I don't know if that's all set in stone yet or not. Okay. Um, and secondly, big news for Facebook. I don't know if you guys heard about this or not, but apparently they're in shitloads of trouble for running psychological experiments on their users without. That <laughs> <laughs> um, that just happened to me. I actually had an experiment run me. I see. They apparently were were taking over people's news feeds, and I, I don't know exactly how they were doing it, but they were they were modifying people's news feeds and uh, probably judging the reactions or or clicks after the fact uh, uh, to do to do whatever it was they were doing. Join Facebook. It's bliss. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Cool. All right. I was gonna say that you mentioned the Star Wars. The other thing I heard, which I don't know if you mentioned or not, the I think it's the not. So they're doing a movie every other or every year, right? But then every other year is going to be the trilogy, and then there's going to be just standalone movies. And like the guy who directed Looper is going to be doing, I think, the second movie. That, that, that's right. That's that, that's weird news to me. Yeah. Because I, I I don't know why. You, I mean, I'm okay with it, but it, I was just always in the impression that it was J.J. Abrams until he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I kind of thought, like, he would do the first three of the trilogy, and then other people right. would come in and do those, like the Boba Fett movie or the Yoda movie or whatever. And then, so yeah, that's interesting. But that guy, I love the movie Looper, so I think 
he'd be a good director for it. So that's good. Good to see. So, so the guy that did, uh, or that's going to do the Boba Fett movie, uh, was the guy that just directed the Godzilla movie that came out. Didn't see it, so I couldn't say if it was. I same here. Uh, Cool. So Scott, news. Okay, just a quick update on a movie I've I mentioned a few times. Ant Man. Uh, I was sad to see that Edgar Wright. I had left the project, but it's now being directed by Peyton Reed, uh, who has some comedy chops, but uh, nothing that he's done really jumps out at me. So I'm hoping the movie will still be good. Um, it's still a Marvel Universe movie, so I think even at this point, even the bad ones are still, to me anyways, are still uh, still pretty decent. I've never walked out of one of those going, like, oh, that was a waste of money which I can't say for other Marvel properties. So are you guys looking forward to that Guardians of the Galaxy then? Or oh, no? yeah. Yeah? That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Interesting. That's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Do you guys uh, posters, know? Posters for it are awesome. I know nothing about it. You know nothing about it? Yeah, neither yeah, do I. The, the posters for it, uh, like the one sheets, uh, are, are really cool. Like Everything they, they're doing about it or to, to promote it is, is kind of hit home with me, so I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Um, and then uh, just one other small piece of news. Um, I mentioned earlier in the podcast about uh, PG-13 versus rated R and what that means now versus when Spaceballs came out. It's official that Expendables 3 will be PG-13, which I think completely defeats the purpose of those yeah, movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I want to I see dudes get liquefied by auto shotguns. Like, that's why I show up, like, the the novelty on all the big stars is kind of wearing thin. I need to see some good old-fashioned blood and guts. So that that scene was actually on my list, too. <laughs> the uh, the Terry Crews shotgun. Oh. <laughs> At this point, Terry Crews is, like, my favorite person, or, like, is the biggest draw for me uh, coming out of the third movie here. That's so stupid. Kids don't even know who Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Willis and... Chuck Norris, and they don't even know who these guys are. So who, Harrison who, Ford. Harrison Ford. Who the, <laughs> who the fuck's going to watch this movie except for adults? This is stupidest... Whatever. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, 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 it's actually, a big action movie in general. I just The, the PG-13 almost never works for me. Uh, and you can tell. You can tell when a billion dudes are getting shot, nobody's bleeding, or... Uh, not that I need to see excessive blood, but... I mean, you... You cut out an awesome scene, like I said in the first movie, where people are getting liquefied, or in the, the last Rambo movie, yeah, he's got exactly. the 50 cow. Like, it's just so over the top. It's just awesome, <laughs> just as a as a movie fan. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that it's going to be PG-13. Not that I was going to see it in the theaters. <laughs> I was going to say those movies sucked anyway. Yeah, I saw I saw, the I saw three of them. The theater, but I, I saw sucked. both of them way after the fact. Uh, but I, I still like the idea of the movie, though. Like, just the, the premise, like the meta-premise for it. Yeah. Um, I agree. That's, that's way better than the actual movie, though. Yeah. The idea is awesome. The execution, yeah. not so good. So, yeah, that's that's my news. All right. Well, we're done with this episode. But before we leave, we've got to talk about what we're going to discuss next week. And it's my topic. And we're going to go to TV. And we Ooh. mentioned this show a few times. Um, I think it's time for we give it uh, its rightful place in our show, and that's Married with Children. And this, we're going to talk about everything, but my favorite moment is Al Bundy 
and they're playing that board game with the Jeffersons, and they're like, oh, you've landed on Kiss the Neighbor. And then he imagines himself jumping out of the airplane. has to do with Bud Bundy and uh, <laughs> trying to get laid, and he just like, jumps out the door laughing without his parachute on. And I die every single time I watch that. I remember me and my brother, or I think our friend Adam, we just rewind it over and over. Sir, don't you want... I don't, I don't want to talk about it now. We'll talk about it next week. But that's going to be our topic. So... Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please use our Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, Hans shot first. You can find it. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, and that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, Peg. I think I see Smooter. That's an elbow, son. All right. I don't know what the fuck that is, but all right.